Welcome to Jags Drive Time with Ashlyn Sullivan, John Osher, and Brian Sexton. Jags Drive Time starts right now. I honestly, uh, I think that we're just showing just a little bit. Um, you know, this offense is capable of a lot. We have a lot of dynamic guys, and you know, schematically, based off of who we're playing, um, there's a lot of areas where we can take advantage of defenses, and so that'll be a you know a, a great thing to see, an exciting thing to um, be able to attack. You know, once we get into Washington. Wide receiver Christian Kirk kind of seeing the obvious that we have not seen much of this offense coming off the third preseason game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. One more week of training camp with the Atlanta Falcons and we are on to the regular season. Welcome into Jaguars Drive Time on a Monday. Ashlyn Sullivan, Brian Sexton, and John Ozier back with us. The gang's all back together. Don't worry. A little older and a little more confused. That's okay. <laughs> We're back together. That's all that matters. All right, let's quickly recap this preseason game against the Pittsburgh Steelers as we move on to the Atlanta Falcons okay. this week. Uh, you want to see them take a step forward. Right. And they did. But I think people assumed it'd be a jump, and it wasn't a jump. Well, I mean, it's, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? I mean, they, they've been a playoff team a lot lately. I know they don't have their starting quarterback from the last two decades. But, you know, you got guys like T.J. Watt out there on the field. They make plays, too. So... Mm-hmm. I saw some things, and we're going to talk about it in big things, that I liked. Um, and I saw some things that made me say, they're close, but they're not there. And, of course, that's what everyone said, John, in the locker room afterwards, is we got to go back to practice and, and clean these things up. So some of them are timing issues. Uh, other of them are just sloppy. they just got to fix some, some things. Mm-hmm. Look, I also haven't been on in a while, so I'm, I'm all pent up. I'm Here ready we go. Right. Here we go. Yeah. Unwind. Let it ride. Um, I, I don't know what people expected from this team this year. They're not going to go 17 and 0. They're what? not going to be the best team in the league. But we're trying to tell you that, Shalyn. They <laughs> are mean? really improved. And maybe I'm not just talking about the Pittsburgh game. You're talking about an offense now, seven possessions. They've scored five times. They settled for field goals, but they're moving the ball. Right. How many times last year did we watch this team, you know, first five series, three and out, one first down? Without a doubt. So, no, they're not there yet, but they are moving. Uh, Trevor's making plays on third down to get them first downs. He's throwing the ball downfield. He's not as consistent, and they're not as consistent as they want to be. But, uh, you know, you're talking about seven preseason series right now. Sure. Let's hold off. I mean, this is my big thing or hot take, whatever we're calling it now, because I've been gone about three years. But, (laughs) you know, they're okay, and they're getting better. You know, they were here last Sure. Well, you can't even find where they were. Well, they've won four games <laughs> the last and two And they're up years. here. Yeah, they've won four games for the last two years. And so that explains some of the issues that we're seeing. They've gotten better. Well, what does better mean? Well, we're going to find out. And right. don't forget, by the way, that game planning for last Saturday night was last Thursday and Friday with cards. Right. right? I mean, it, Very minimal. And that, they're, they're trying to see things and get things done. Now, that doesn't excuse, you know, errant passes and drop passes and missed blocks. they got to be better at those things. Mm-hmm. That's what this is for. Right. That's what Wednesday and Thursday in particular are for. Well, mm-hmm. guess what? Even when they're good. They're going to do that. You're going to have a few of those. Yeah. Right. I just, uh, you know, the vitriol, it's a word I learned when I was gone, <laughs> it is unbelievable about what they're not seeing. Uh, maybe I've, I've come back as glass 
half full guy. I like this guy. I like what I'm seeing so far. All right. That leads us into big things, which big thing one is better be better. While we've seen some steady improvements throughout the preseason, the expectation was you would make the big jump against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Converting 50% of their third downs and scoring field goals instead of touchdowns is everyone talking. And Coach Peterson says, yeah, we got to be better. Yeah, not good enough. You know, not good enough. We got to finish drives with uh, with scores. You know, and and that's um, something we talk about and, and work on. You know, quite a bit with the red zone, and, and we just got to keep working. You know, the offense understands that one, we got to run the football in the red zone. You know, number one, and we tried to do that tonight, and and um, you know that wasn't good enough. And uh, we just got to keep keep plugging away. You know, and and, and look at it, and um, you know, get better, and, and make sure we get the right guys in there, and, and uh, you know, get ready here in a couple of weeks. Big thing, too, is better perspective. Quarterback Trevor Lawrence, 14 completions on 21 attempts, and most will pay attention to the missed third down throws to Christian Kirk early in the game. It's the ups and downs of the preseason for Trevor Lawrence, but we have the perspective that Kirk and this Trevor connection is going to be pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's different. You know, it's similar. It's different from him, for him, one, because it is full live all the time, and that's not you know how it is in practice. But then also for me, throwing to him is – Time clock speeds up a little bit, especially when you're playing against you know a guy like T.J. Watt, who obviously is a great pass rusher, and um, so that was great for our our group to get to work through that and have a couple series against all those guys, and it's like a real game, and to have three what ten plus play drives. I mean, I don't know if that's exact, but uh, some long drives. So I thought it was I thought it was great. Um, but yeah, I mean, the reps with Christian, obviously, it's our first game playing together. That's going to get better and better. Thought he did some nice things. You know, I missed him on on one or two um, early that I, I'd like to have back, and but we're gonna, we'll connect on those. And big thing three is better get ready. Up next, the joint practice of the Atlanta Falcons Thursday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 1 o'clock. So it is going to be hot in Atlanta. The team looking forward to getting some work with the Falcons. Definitely. It's, it's new competition. I mean, it's, it's always great to hit somebody else instead of our teammates, but, you know, sometimes it can be a brawl, you never know, <laughs> so, especially in the, in the hot heat, but I'm, I'm just hoping that we're able to go out there and just get better. And there you have it. That is big things. We go back to Saturday's game against the Steelers, and I think the most glaring, while we did see improvements everyone's going to talk about early in the game, when you have those long offensive drives and you see promise, they get field goals instead of touchdowns, and that brings us back to last year. I get it. A lot of times they weren't in the situation to even get field goals. But I think that's what gets fans going is, oh, my gosh, here we go again. They can't score in the red zone. Well, this is not here we go again. This is much better than last year. Um, And I love the fact that Doug and Trevor are standing on the podium talking about this not being good enough. You don't want them echoing me saying, oh, it's great that they move the ball. Um, But you're seeing them put themselves in situations where (laughs) – now one play, go back and work on one thing, go back and work on this, can get them over the top. I just go back to they've had seven preseason drives and one three and out. They're getting first downs. They're moving the ball. This is still an offense that has played together for seven series. Um, I didn't expect them to be a well-oiled machine putting the ball in the end zone five times on the first seven drives. I like what I'm seeing. Maybe I've come back too optimistic. No, no, you haven't. No, no, you haven't because – there were times last year they were down 16 to nothing in the opening preseason game, right? This is Trevor Lawrence's first action against the Browns. Remember that? And they're down 16 to nothing, and they showed nothing. Right. Well, this year they're leading 13 to nothing. And it didn't fall apart until the second team got in there, and, and uh, Jeff Cotton couldn't hold the ball, and they returned it. You know, same thing. You're moving the ball up and down. You've got the pieces in place operating 
intentionally at its lowest level, right, in terms of its complexity. Just simple stuff. they got to get better. I mean, I, don't, I can't think of a better example, and, and I could be totally wrong on this, but you were in Indy, and they added Reggie Wayne. Mm-hmm. How long did it take for Marvin uh, – Marvin – for Marvin, Reggie, and Peyton Manning to be so elite and efficient that they could do whatever, whenever they wanted. That didn't happen right out of the gate, yeah, did it? It took really Reggie third year, but really fourth year to get going. So, so it, yeah. it does take time when you add all these explosive pieces. When you see them on the first play of the game against the Browns go deep down to Zay Jones, you go, okay. Mm-hmm. Then they come back with Travis Etienne. Same thing. Etienne had a couple of really nice runs in the middle of the field the other night. All right. And then, by the way, we're spending all this time pulling our hair out about the, de- the offense. How about the defensive front? Yeah. That's the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'll say it again. The Pittsburgh Steelers, whose identity is based in physical control the line of scrimmage football. And the front four dominated. Mm-hmm. They got pressure with four. Hey, man, if you can do that. And we had Trent Bulky in the television booth in the third quarter. And when I brought it up, the big smile. I mean, the things that you can do when you can only rush four, how much better does that make everyone on the back end? And we, we haven't seen Devin Lloyd yet. I right. mean, it, there's a lot to be happy about. Here's four things that you love. What Brian's talking about, how many times have we sat here and how many times have I taken questions from fans, new players come in and they do nothing? Right. Travis Etienne has looked like you hoped he would look. I spent all offseason better than I thought he might look. At saying well, he's better than I thought he would be, healthy. Yeah, mm-hmm. meaning quicker, tougher, all those things. Christian Kirk, the big free agent signing that everybody wanted to rip, came into a preseason game and caught five passes for fifty-four yards. That was great. How many times have we sat here and apologizing for a? Undrafted, I mean, uh, for an unrestricted free agent who did nothing in the first couple of preseason games, he could have come out and done nothing. We, and we were talking about that. He had five catches. Right. He's going to fit in. He's going to be really good. He's not going to be an outside guy. I, but I think he's going to be a great inside receiver, slot guy, which is what the league is thriving on sure. right now. Zay Jones, you know, enough said. These guys who wondered what they were and they and they are showing what they are. Goodness. Yeah. And it's just the preseason. And half, then, half full slam. You are very positive. And I'm not then, used to this. And then you have to have a little bit of faith in a coach who has a championship pedigree, both as a player. Who can manage a game. Right. Yeah. As a, I mean, just, I mean, God. <laughs> we're gonna, I, the week of opener, we're just going to go back to last year and just rip. Um, <laughs> but bad. a coach who understands how to get things done, right? They know what it's supposed to look like, and it does. The execution's not there. Hey, that's just... Let's. Let, I'll pull my hair out after the Washington game, if if we're seeing the stupid little mistakes killing this team. Still, I don't think that we will. Right. Right. That's not predicting a win. I just think we'll see them in the regular season play to a better standard than they are right now. It's a positive that Doug knows what he's not seeing that yes. he needs to see, which is the finishing drives, the big plays. There's a sign on the wall talking about explosives. You know, Doug knows that in this league. You need to finish and you need to score. Three does not equal right. seven. Right. You need seven on drives. But I, I also think he knows it's there. They just got to get it out of it. I don't think it was there last right. year. Right. So I know you got to go to break, but real quick, what was the defining play of the game the other night? That determines whether you're a half fuller or a, a half empty person, right? Mm-hmm. 
Some people will say the defining play of the game was the drop pass on third down in the red zone. Not to me. The defining play of the game was Tyson Campbell taking out George Pickens, right? right? That was the fun part, to see this defense. And he stood in the locker room after the game and said, we were having fun out there. I can't wait to see what we can do together in Washington on opening day. Uh, That throw where Trevor uh, hit on the sideline. To me, that defines it because that's what he's going to be. Right. If he can do that once a game and showcase that, now it's just getting the consistency to do that all the time. There's lots to be happy You see the flashes. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. That is big things. When we come back, some highlights from a preseason game against the Steelers coming up. A lot of good positive takeaways from from tonight, you know, with the with the starters and, and feel good there. And and um, you know, the young guys are going to learn. There were some good things that they did, um, but you know, obviously the, the 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 sort of the obvious things, right? Are are you know, we can't turn the ball over uh, in the red zone. We got we got points there again, uh, potentially. And you know, um, you know, we got to tackle better and you know, th- things of that nature in the second half. But I think if you look at where we are as um, starters, you know, uh, I think we're right on track to where we where we need to be and where we want to be, and, and that gives us a lot of um, a lot of hope as we head into the you know head into the regular season. Head coach Doug Peterson on the starters' performance against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Really, only three more chances to see these starters in the preseason. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday practice. We don't expect them to play against the Falcons. Welcome back to Jaguars Drive Time on a Monday. We have some highlights for you recapping a preseason game. We're going to go straight to the offense, and we picked the best drive from Trevor Lawrence to show you where we seemed like things were clicking. Trevor, under pressure, turns and fires, and this one's caught by Marvin Jones at the 39-yard line. Lawrence looks left, turns and throws, and he's got a man who's caught. That's Christian Kirk at the 15-yard line. Turns up the field between two defenders and's got the 12. Now that is the drive that ends in a field goal, but this was the third drive where you really felt that Trevor came into his own, felt comfortable, and just looked like a more confident quarterback. That's the sideline shot you're talking about that defined yeah, the game. I mean, it, yeah. it, it's uh he does this all the time, and we haven't seen it in 10, 12 years of me being back. Uh, I, uh, I get that the consistency, he missed the uh, third down to, to uh, Christian Kirk off to the left. Um, he's got to hit those. Yeah. But I don't think he's going to be uber accuracy guy uh, in the sense of having a lot of 22 for 24 games. I think early in his career – He's going to to work at that accuracy and work at that consistency. It's the big plays that he hits. It's the, it's that play. It's the play to Christian Kirk. It's his ability to go to second and third level on third down to make plays. I think that part is going to make up for it. Maybe he will be uber accurate guy, but I think his big play, what he looks for, the throws he makes, give me supreme confidence that he's going to be elite. Well, just to show how elite that pass is, right, where he – it should have been intercepted in many in many respects. If the ball is any flatter, but he just dropped it over that defender. And but you heard Bucky Brooks on the call where he's like, ooh, right? Because he saw the same thing that you did. And just to go back on the drive where E.J. Perry was intercepted that pretty much ended the game, mm-hmm. he had the almost exact same throw rolling to his right with Jeff Cotton alone at the two-yard line, and he couldn't do it. He couldn't put the ball in the spot. If he does, they score, Jags win, right? right? So it's not an easy throw to make. And if he's making such a difficult throw, look effortless like he did, 
John's 100% correct. Mm -hmm. And I love the finger wag because that's really not him to do anything sort of celebration. They show it um, in the replay, and Trevor was asked about it after the game, and he was like, ah, I'm just having fun. Like, don't freak out. Like, don't get used to that. But to see that confidence, we haven't seen it. He's having fun. He's supposed to be a playmaker. He's the guy who has to do things. You draft a guy number one overall, quarterback, and you're building around him by definition. If he doesn't do special things four or five times a year, they're not going to be special. Right. You know, and I'm saying four or five times a year where he's standing and he's the podium guy on Sports Center, and you're hearing him talk about special. He has to be above the X's and O's guy. He has to make huge plays. He's showing he can do that. So mm-hmm. is that a fair thing to expect of a guy? I don't know, but he's number one overall, so that's what he's got to be. Right. He's showing that he's going to be able well, to do that. I think the phrase that people should take away from your conversation here is early in his career. Yeah. He started 17 games. He is so early in his career. When you talk about a franchise quarterback, you start thinking now in terms of 15, 16, 18 years with a player. He's not even 18 games into it yet. Right. Pump the brakes, right? All right, let's go to this defense, which we have not given enough credit for. We've talked about this offense the entire game because that's what everyone wants to talk about. But we're at the point with this defense in the first two halves where we're writing our notes for halftime saying they're lights out. And then this two-minute drive happens, but thank goodness it's the preseason, and that's why you practice these two-minute drives. Second and ten, pressure coming. There's a quick toss into the field, and finally the tight end was wide open. He's down to the ten-yard line. Pickens in motion. Oh, back to throw this. Snell, and he's reaching for the end zone. He's got the touchdown, I believe. So we could have chose to show all the good of the defense and there was a lot of good and I think an example of that is Chad Muma gets nearly an interception he misses that play so you see with Chad Muma the good and the bad and all right coach Peterson at the end of the game says yeah that's why I sent them back out there this drive wasn't good enough Chad Muma's a rookie and we saw him in Canton look about a half a step behind right yeah and then we saw him last week against Cleveland make up for that okay so he's a half a step behind on Snell there he's gonna have to learn to make up for that but he's a rookie third-round draft pick who's playing a lot more right now because Devin Lloyd is not. So maybe give him a chance to get better. Mm-hmm. Right? He will. Yeah, I don't worry about Chad moving. I don't either. I think he's going to be really, really good. I do too. And, uh, yes, this drive is disturbing. I think, they, I think Doug did the right thing, sending him back out. Um, but the pressure that this team's going to be able to put on, uh, again, I keep going back to uh, glass half-full guy. Before that drive, they'd had seven straight drives not allowing a score mm-hmm. in the preseason. I get this only preseason, but if the starters played a half, they give up seven points. Seven times two is what, Schlen? Fourteen. Good, uh, very good, Schlen. That's 14 in the game. You hold a team under 17, you're, you expect to win. You're supposed to, well, in the NFL these days, if you hold them under 20, you ought to win. Yeah. I mean, it's a scoring league. And, it, and again, I go back to last year, giving up 14 – You've been doing cartwheels most uh, games for that. <laughs> so uh, I guess I just go back to the fact they're putting pressure on. They are getting themselves in a situation where they're pressuring the quarterback, either getting sacks or making it difficult enough that the quarterback is going to make mistakes. They really haven't done that since 18. If this defense is as good as it has looked, and I don't know if it is because you don't know the regular season, if it's really what it has shown the last two weeks – 
this team's going to be much better than I thought, yeah. and it's going to push for 500. Well, and it's going to set up the offense with turnovers, with short fields, with key moments where the swing goes their way. Right. The concern that I had for this defense, I, I, I know what that was. I'm not worried about it. Was Foley Fontacasi coming off what appears to be a calf injury, yeah. which he's he's had through the course through of training camp, camp yep. right? Um, now they have a couple weeks to shut him down, thankfully. Mm-hmm. He is so important. You talked about all the, the guys on offense they added. Let me tell you something. Foley Fontucasi is a beast at that defensive end. I mean, the way he stacks the line of scrimmage, which allows Josh Allen and Foley or uh, uh, Foyer mm-hmm. and Trayvon to pursue to the ball, oh, man, he is so important. And in my hot take, I'm going to explain it more. He has to be healthy. Yeah, and he came off the field, but has been dealing with that calf injury. You hope now shut him down for two That's weeks. It's a three to six week injury back. if it's bad, yeah. right? Um, and even if it's if it's three weeks, you could have him back by the open. Right. Now we haven't got an update from Doug. I'm just guessing on mm-hmm. that, right? But I heard Jeff Logan talking about it in the post game, and when he went to the calf, he tells excuse me what he's concerned about. So you got to give him a little time to get better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and that two is. Th- I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I apologize. Can we go to break, John? Yes. Okay. If you say so. That was highlights from a preseason game against the Steelers when we come back. Some hot takes on Jaguars drive time. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Jaguars drive time on a Monday morning brought to you by Car Shield. We are in Jacksonville for one more day as we get ready to head to Atlanta tomorrow for joint practice Wednesday, Thursday, and a game against the Falcons on Saturday. We'll be doing this show from Atlanta, right? We will. Wednesday and Thursday, we're going to be in the hotel lobby with cappuccinos ready to rumble. Yeah. You're going to have a cappuccino waiting. Yes, I'll buy it for you, too. Thank you. And then I'll expense it. All right. Smart girl. We have a lot to talk about after a third preseason game. We saw some takeaways, so it is time for hot takes on a Monday morning. Brian Sexton, what do you got? A blistering one. Buckle up for it. Um, And and here's why why, um, Foley Fatukasi is such a key part. You realize they held the Steelers, and it wasn't Najee Harris, but it's a powerful offensive scheme, to eight rushing yards in the first half. Eight. Um, When you see what they're capable of doing with that front, I'm telling you that I believe we will see the best run defense that this team has had since either 2006 or 7. Now, the best run defense in Jaguars history was 2003. 87.3 yards per game, right? That is sensational. That was with Marcus Stroud, John Henderson, and Mike Peterson. Um, In 2006, they allowed 97.7. And in 2007, they allowed 100.3. I'm saying that this run defense, if if, if Foley's on the field with the addition of Foyer and Devin Lloyd and Trayvon Walker, I think this run defense will get down into that 100 to 100 yards per game, Mm -hmm. 101. Um, The 2017 was 100.3 yards per game, and the 2001 team was 100.5. 
they could crack the top five if, if those guys are all healthy all year long. Mm-hmm. They are committed to stopping the run. They're going to sell out to stop the run at all costs. And I think from what I saw the other night, they have the horses. They have the guys in the trenches and the speed behind them to do it. Hot take, they're going to be a, a, a run defense in the top five in Jaguars history. Wow. I like it. That is a blistering one. Blistering. You weren't for kidding. Pre-season. What do you think, John? I like it. Um, uh, I believe it. And I was going to switch my hot take. I'm going to switch with my. I'm going to stick with my hot take, even though it's going to be the you same. You can't just come back and switch things but, again. Um, I agree with you. Based on this, uh, this defense to me looks fast. It looks very stout up front. And we and the point you made in the last segment was something I think has been talked about a lot. We haven't even added uh, Devin Lloyd to the mix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's the guy who is supposed to be sort of uh, the Swiss Army knife, if you will, who can make plays, who does things above the X's and O's. If they're this stout and this fast to the ball now, and you can add in the guy who uh, once a half does something behind the line of scrimmage where he's standing up and doing the – Yeah. Know, everybody's fired up, which he's that guy. Yeah. Uh, they're, they look pretty good even without that element. He's the guy who may be able to turn what we're seeing into impact plays, plays going the other way, turnover type things. Uh, yeah, I, I think if what we're seeing is real, then it, it's got a chance to be a, a special run defense combined with the fact that they can get after the quarterback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they will be able – you always talk about earning the right to rush the passer – this team looks like it'll be able to do that and get to the quarterback. Just to wrap on that, Roy Robertson-Harris, Devon Hamilton, Foley Fatukasi, unheralded the first two preseason games in which they've played, but guys who have dominated the line of scrimmage and set up everyone for success around them in the limited series we've seen them. Those guys are never going to get the credit that they deserve no. because they don't put up big numbers, mm-hmm. and numbers is what sells in social media and all that crap. Those guys make everything work. Yes, absolutely. All right, John, to your emails. Well, well my hot take is the same thing I've been talking about the whole show. Believe it or not, I'm getting emails who are worried about Trevor Lawrence. I got more emails after that game on Saturday with concerns about Trevor, what he's not doing, than saying, hey, the kid looks good. Uh, they're worried about him. I'm not. I, I, I've seen nothing to make me think that he's not going to be really, really, really good. I don't know if he's a Rushmore guy, top four of all time. I don't know who he's going to be better than in the league. I do know that what we're seeing, the throws that he's making, his ability to go to the second level quickly to make throws downfield, um, I think the consistency part will improve over time. I don't think you can do the things that he's showing unless you're good, and I think you can build everything up to support that. I got a text from one of my sons who told me about all of the social media uh, worry and fear about Trevor. And he said, what do you think? And I said, I I think you should turn that off. (laughs) I said, because everyone's an expert on social media. And the reality of it is, is that you experts give these players time to develop. They know that it takes time for them to be ready to go again. If you're looking at him over the course of 18 seasons, right? He's not played 18 games yet. Relax. Right. Relax. I will say this, too. He's been sensational on the practice field. Right. I mean, and I think that's the holdup is people don't see that. Yeah, he, no one does. Right. 
he has been really, really good on the practice field, which is why I'm excited. I'm not worried. I'm excited to see him when the season begins. Right, and you see that throw where he gives the no-no-no. You see that on the training yeah. camp field once a week. But And I understand now the hesitation when you, you have to say, okay, we'll do it on the don't, game field. Don't get ahead of the story on this one. Right. Otherwise, you'll be like, oh, I didn't really mean that. I, no, I really meant that he was good. I just was you know, kind of pointing it out. Right. No, no, don't get ahead of the story on this. Absolutely. All right, my hot take is all about Arden Key in this defense. And we're at the point of free agency where – all we talked about was Christian Kirk that month. And I go back to Zay Jones, and truthfully, you didn't think much about him in free agency. And you didn't think much about this guy. And at the point of the start of training camp, you thought, all right, this is just going to be a role player on defense. A nice addition, you know, kind of like a Dewan Smoot, a nice addition. Smoot and Arden Key now are at the point where I think they have to be more than that. They have to be more than a nice addition. Arden Key is becoming the highlight of preseason games at the least, making the first big defensive play on Saturday. And Really more a third down guy. I'm at the point now where I'm wondering, is he pushing Roy Robertson-Harris to be more than just a little versatile piece? Is he pushing him to be on the field more? Because you talk about showing it on the preseason field. Here's a great example of a guy doing it. So I don't. I, you're saying that Dewan Smoot starts in front of Roy Robertson-Harris? I'm saying Arden Key and Dewan Smoot are pushing Roy Robertson-Harris okay, so here's what to make they it are. a point of conversation. They're a package. They're a thoroughbred package, a NASCAR package. Mm-hmm. And if you can't stop the run, you never get to that package, right. right? Because that package comes in on third down and 12, right? It comes in on third down and eight. Um, I don't think Dewan Smoot is capable, like Roy Robertson-Harris is, of being a two-gapper and dominating at the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. But when you put Dewan in, he is a change-up. Same thing with Arden Key. If you notice, Arden Key lined up inside. He was in a three or a five technique on the inside shoulder of the guard or the inside shoulder of the tackle. They are important pieces to the versatility of what they want to do. Um, But they're not starters, in my mind. They are that special package. And if you can't stop the run, you never get to that package. He's just he's more than I thought, truthfully. And that's a fault on me in in the free agency market where I didn't think much about him. And he's showing me, you should have thought about me. Shalane, all those zones going to teach you something. I don't know Um, if I want to be a part of this. (laughs) These days in the NFL... Uh, 11 players to think of 11 players as starters isn't enough Uh, you really need on both sides of the ball on offense there's about 13 or 14 guys who matter on defense is about 16 or 17 key especially I don't think he's going to be a starter like Brian said but he may as well be a starter because he's one of the 15 guys who matter very much you got your nickel Arden Key is just as much of a starter as Roy Robinson Harris, mm-hmm. even though he won't start the game. He's not going to be on the depth chart. But Arden Key is one of the guys you can't lose. Yeah. He's yeah. one of the guys who matters. Um, and fans do this all the time. I get emails all off season about, well, is this guy going to start? Well, why did they sign this guy if he can't start? It's not about starting. It's about being able to do something special. Arden Key can put pressure on the quarterback. He becomes a huge part of the pass rush. Like Brian said, I don't think he's going to start per se because you can't have Roy Robertson Harrison out on first down. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Roy Robertson Harris. What did Urban call him? Roy Roberts? I can't. Yeah, okay. he so, did. Um, so, <laughs> Roy Rogers. Uh, <laughs> but Arden Key is a huge part of the defense and may as well be a starter. And he is a surprise to everyone. Yeah. 
everyone. Not not probably not the coaching staff, but we didn't see the particular package they were putting together when they signed him. Nobody could have seen that, right? But you saw it the other night when they bring Smoot in and they have Trayvon Walker and Josh Allen and now Arden Key. Well, who are you going to stop? Right. Right? And Arden Key just happens to be that slippery. What did what did Doug call him? Slithery, right? Um and and he can he's a mismatch for a guard because he's he's 265 pounds but he's faster than he looks and he's tough to block so all of a sudden now you got the center who's got to be well i got to chip over here i mean it's just it'll screw with blocking schemes with mm-hmm. with that but i'll go back and say it again if you don't have roy devon and foley dominating on first and second down you're never going to see that package right and that's that a bummer because the drop off isn't that far off i think you got to give the guy who was smiling in the booth the other night a little credit for arden key too oh 100 uh, i mean this is a guy who wasn't high high profile first wave uh, free yep. agent. Yep. Comes in. This is where you make hay in free agency. You add a guy like this. Hey. That's what a GM's job is. This roster is dramatically, significantly improved. You can see it every down. Mm-hmm. Right. He's got to get a lot of credit for the way that he's helped build this roster. Absolutely. I know no one wants to give it to him, mm-hmm. but when you look at Trayvon Walker and when you watch him this year, you'll be like, "Yep." That was a really good call. It was because maybe I was presumptive in my accusation. Weird. Yeah. Someone like Arden Key gets lost in the shuffle of free agency because Christian Kirk takes all of it, and that's what I keep going back to: is my gosh, we didn't pay any, this guy any attention come that time. Yeah. Let the story unfold. It's going to, and I, I think it's got a chance this year to unfold in a really positive way. Absolutely, and that is hot takes on a Monday morning when we come back on Jaguars Drive Time. Some final thoughts. We are back, Jaguars Drive Time. One more segment on a Monday morning, getting ready for a practice in Jacksonville tomorrow, a joint practice Wednesday and Thursday in Atlanta. What are we look most looking forward to for a joint practice? Um, Hitting someone else? What, no, I, I really I want to see the big guys in the trenches, right? I mean, I want to see the, 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 the one-on-one pass rush in particular. Uh, these guys, the offensive and defensive linemen, know each other. They've been, you have had Cam Robinson going against Trayvon Walker every Three single time they long. do it. Right. Yeah. Now he gets the chance to line up against the best that Atlanta has. And vice versa, Trayvon Walker gets to line up against the best that the Falcons have on their offensive line. That's going to be really important for these guys to get a, you know, a true test. Because they're not going to play on Saturday night. I mean, Doug told us in the production meetings last uh, Friday, yeah, these guys aren't going. So this is your last opportunity to get a really strong evaluation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, those guys, you're not evaluating Trayvon Walker. But those guys aren't going to play, so it's their last tune-up before the regular season. Mm-hmm. Well, Brian and I talked about the trenches. So, I mean, I'll look forward to watching Kirk and Zay Jones specifically, and Marvin Jones. Let's not uh, take him out of the equation. Uh, seeing if they can continue to get into a rhythm with Trevor. I love the consistency that Kirk and Zay Jones and Marvin Jones seem to be getting open with. I think that's going to be key for this season. It feels to me like for the first time Trevor's got – receivers that he knows where they're going to be and knows they're going to be open on third down. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to make a huge difference for this offense. I'm looking forward to seeing it work in Atlanta. Marvin Jones, in his 11th season, looks primed to have a very good, productive year. Last year, he was the number one option, and teams took Too him away. Yeah. Now, with Zay and Christian out there, I think Marvin's going to be able to find the spot in the defense and be at the markers, be that reliable guy you've always talked about, Jaguars quarterbacks not having. I'm excited to see him even more 
with the additions of Christian and Zay. Mm-hmm. I think they might have three. Yeah. yeah. But Marvin Jones told us the other day on the practice field, he's like Benjamin Button. He just gets better with time. It's and awesome I to loved watch. I that. Yeah. All right. In Atlanta, I'll be paying attention to Ben Barch, Jawan Taylor, Walker Little. Coach Peterson told us Saturday morning pregame that it was going to take those joint practices to really figure out who is going to be the starters on that offensive line. So something to pay attention to. We will have Jaguars drive time Wednesday and Thursday morning live from Atlanta. So we'll see you Wednesday morning from the team hotel. We'll see you soon. Thank you.